Good afternoon. We're continuing our series today on God of Wells, God of Laughter from the Lost Glory. Living near a well, what's it like to live near a spiritual well? Well, wells are the places that laughter lives and where laughter dwells, and we draw life from it. As I drink new wine by the well of the Holy Spirit, it refreshes me and I see the life giver himself the one who heals me and loves me. And as I become more aware of his presence, I realize that he sees me as I am. And so I learn to be with him and trust him more and let him, Jesus, lead me to the Father. You know, a survey that was done says that 90% of us who are enjoying and experiencing a refreshing move of God are falling more and more in love with Jesus. As we see more of him and experience more of him, as we continue to drink of the living water, we experience the Father's blessing in greater measure. I want to live close by this well where his presence dwells. The prophet Isaiah had a word for us about wells. In Isaiah 12 verse 3, he said, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid, for Yahweh, the Lord, is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. Therefore, with joy, shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. Salvation, the word used here, is Yeshua, a combination of the words he will save and to be open, wide or free. So Yeshua means deliverance, aid, victory, prosperity, health, and welfare. God is saying that with joy we will draw water out of the wells of his deliverance, his aid, his victory, his prosperity, his health, and his welfare. You see, God has always related wells to salvation. Wells mean a place where there is plenty of water, where there's joy, and where salvation and all those other things flow easily together. In Hebrew times, living near a well ensured a flow of blessing and life. In Genesis 26, the well of living water had been plugged up. Just like many old wells in our nation and our kingdom here are plugged up now. Let me just say this, only a Philistine would throw sand into a well. And sometimes through unbelief and through judgment, criticism, unforgiveness, slander, accusation, gossip, rebellion, division, ambition and pride, the demon religion has dried up and clogged up and covered up the wells of salvation in our land. So that many of the wells which once flowed with life and supplied the water of salvation to the world have become dried up. Even among the many that have been opened up in the last 10 or 12 years, only a few of our wells that were flowing still reflect the full flow, the full life and the refreshing of the Holy Spirit. These wells need to be dug over and again, unclogged and kept opened up so as to let the living water flow. God has always used water to signify life. Uh, Moses, for instance, was delivered uh, um, in the bulrushes 
when he was a child and uh, later on in his life deliverance for the children of Israel that he was leading through the passing of the Red Sea. However, sometimes the water in the well can appear to be bitter. Many of us can testify that our first trips to the well were anything but sweet as we've continued to drink God's bitter water over the months. Healing has come. Now let's continue and, and, and now get into the, the meat of the message, which is about the story of the wells of Isaac. Isaac, man of laughter, man of wells. Many people of God were conceived or birthed supernaturally, and our Isaac was no exception. When he was conceived, his mother was over 90 years old, and his father was in his 99th year. His father Abraham fell over and laughed when God informed him that his wife Sarah was going to have a baby. And then she laughed as well, and when the baby was born, the whole camp fell about laughing. Everyone who heard about it also laughed. That's why his parents named him Laughter Isaac. Laughter spent most of his life around wells, and even his wife Rebecca was chosen for him at a well. Isaac dug and opened up the wells during the course of his life. Laughter digs wells out of which water will flow. And a well experience brings us into new life, new refreshing, new sight, new revelation, and new strength and vigour. I believe that the church uh, is being encouraged to move through the Isaac laughter visitation into the Jacob power visitation. The Holy Spirit is being encouraged to take over more and more and is remaking us in the image of Jesus and restoring in us and to us the joy of Jesus. As Isaac, whose name is Laughter, dug and restored wells, laughter in our souls and our spirits, digs and restores spiritual life in us. The Holy Spirit seems to want to open us up, unclog us and fill us up with his living water. In fact, we are told we are to become wells, springs of living water, people out of whose bellies flow the river of eternal life, so that corporately we can become a source of his life to those needy people around us. The presence of God lives near wells. We want to be near those wells where he dwells. He wants to be near the wells where his life exists and people gather in spirit and in truth. I remember a, a very significant visitation in my office once when we were in the middle of a conference where we were talking about this whole situation. The Spirit of the Lord came into my office where I was very, very powerfully. It was absolutely wonderful. And um, I can remember him, it seemed like he just wanted to be around his people. It was an absolutely fantastic time. Okay, let's go back to Genesis 26 now. Uh, and let's look at some lessons and principles from Isaac's life. Verse 1 to 5. There was a famine in the land at the time of Isaac. Isaac was commanded by God not to go to Egypt, which is a picture of the world, during the famine, but to stay in the land of faith, 
No doubt he'd learned faith from his father, Abraham, who was the father of faith. And he knew a principle. The principle being that faith sows in a famine. God had told him to go to the land, I shall show you. And he ended up in a place called Gerar, which actually was the dry valley to live. His son, Isaac, received the very same test as his father, which only goes to prove that God has no grandchildren, only children, and that we cannot live on the faith of our parents, spiritual or otherwise. We have to find our own faith. You know, it's in the dry desert places that God has been visiting his church during this time of refreshing and renewal. And many testimonies of people who have been desperate for a touch of God at the end of their tether, dry and discouraged, who have been given new life, they've been loved back to life. In verse 12 to 16, Isaac had been obedient and he'd become a man of faith as his father. And as a result, God blessed him. He became very prosperous, like his father. His faith had given him a hundredfold return. He began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. He was very rich and as a result was envied by the Philistines as his father was. You know, people who are really blessed by God are going to be envied, especially by Philistines. Verse 15. The Philistines had stopped up the wells because of their jealousy and filled them with earth. It takes a real Philistine to be stupid enough to throw earth into a well. And many wells that once held living water are stopped up today. The life and vitality they once held now only a memory. And if we ever come across a ministry that was once great in the spirit but now only exists on a reputation for former glory, all clogged up with no power or life left in it. Ask yourself where the Philistines are. They've been around somewhere. Verse 16. Abimelech said, Go away from us because you're more powerful than us. We don't want to know you because you're more blessed than us. There is a fact that if you have a load of crabs in a basket, they pull each other down. It's called... Um, in many places, in, in, well, it's called in Australia the tall poppy syndrome, and it's, it's meant to encourage us uh, not to try for greatness. What the envious people need to know is that God wants to bless them also. He has no favourites in that sense. So verse 17, in faith, Isaac went and he repaired and reopened the wells that his father had dug and named them the same as before. Before Isaac entered into his own ministry, he'd reopened the wells of his father Abraham. He had much respect for his father's ministry, and he'd called the wells the same names that his father had given them. Deuteronomy chapter 5 gives us one of the greatest principles in the Bible, when it tells us to honour our father and mother, uh, so that it may go well with us in the land that we are. We need a return to honour and respect in our congregations, in our church, particularly for what has gone before. Well, I've enjoyed being with you again today. I hope you'll join me next week where we'll be continuing to talk about God of Wells, God of Laughter. In the meantime, take care of yourself and be kind to one another. 
And don't forget, this episode and all of the others in this series can be downloaded as a podcast from our website, www.folliesend.org.